Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Greetings, welcome in on a Thursday morning, April 27th, 2023. We've got 44 degrees in the capital city right now on our way to a high of 68 and another uh, very nice day here uh, on tap once again. Not too, uh, not too windy. Temperature's very comfortable as well as we get into your Thursday. And today, got a good show for you today on a Ticket Thursday we are giving away tickets to see Nebraska baseball take on Minnesota this weekend. So be listening for your chance to win at 710. We'll be playing a little What is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Thinking of, coming up an hour from right now, listen for the cue to call. Count down the five things people are talking about today during the 8 o'clock hour. Talk to the Grow Lincoln team and voice of the Big Red, Greg Sharp. He will join us as well. So we are set to go on this April 27th, and I hope... You had good luck like I did if you were trying to get in the building, in the stadium for Nebraska volleyball and their match in Memorial Stadium coming up in August. For some people, I think maybe uh, they would have just as soon more likely been able to get tickets to a Taylor Swift concert on the Eras Tour. Maybe it was then, easier. It might. It, it might have been. Now I Not actually as expensive. Th- that's yeah, true. That's volleyball true. would have would have uh, at least now for the time being. Had you gotten in, the volleyball tickets would have been cheaper. You go to StubHub now. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure because these things are skyrocketing in value. Now we haven't heard anything from the university. We may later today. It, yeah, it's. Pr- it's expected that you should get more information later today on number of tickets sold between Tuesday, Wednesday, and then student tickets go today. Yeah, so we we don't know exactly how many tickets were sold, but I think it's fair to surmise based on how the actual sale went, uh, the stress that was put on the website that was selling the tickets, and where the tickets were available were you to try and buy them as the day went on yesterday, that the thing sold really really, really well at this point. I I got on, uh, I was here at work, and I remembered like two minutes before 10 o'clock that they were going to go on sale. And I was like, oh, man. Told, my daughter's been asking me every day for a week. She's like, remember to do this, Dad. we gotta get <laughs> got to get these tickets. And I, I, I think I saw a tweet or something that reminded me to do that. So I got on there, got in the queue, waited. It took about 10 minutes after 9, and I had a thing where I had a little icon of a thing walking that was slowly getting to the end and um, uh, like a, 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 a gauge that was getting filled up essentially and I got there and and so I had choices at that point when I got there I could either choose to sit it looked like I could choose to sit in the north stadium in the east stadium in the club seats and if I sat in the club seats I didn't get the discount for taking kids with me or in the east balcony which is woo, way up there, which mm-hmm. are great seats for football, but I don't know if they are for volleyball. <laughs> so I was like, well, the East Stadium uh, is the place that I, would, I, I wanted to go, but I went to the East Stadium, I selected that, and said there are no tickets available in this area. Mm-hmm. And I tried it, tried it again, tried it again, never worked. And so I said, okay, second choice out of those would be the North Stadium. And so I ended up going with the North Stadium um, and, and thought to myself, I don't know if the North Stadium, or, I mean, yeah, that's where the, 
the side of the field where the court is going to be on. I don't know how great seats those are going to be. I always would rather be on the east or west if I could. But I got the north. When I found out later in the afternoon that people were buying tickets 70 rows up in the South Stadium. There's no the, tickets available in the South right now, by oh, the way. Oh, really? On the complete other side of the field? <laughs> I felt a lot better about my purchase mm-hmm. uh, later in the day. So if there's none available in the South, I assume there's none available in the North either. Then at that point. The only place you can get tickets right now are in the West in Section 22. And there's one seat there. So can you that uh, I haven't seen that what you're looking at there because that wasn't available. Whatever you're looking at when I was getting the tickets, what is it? Does it appear that like legit the full stadium is almost sold, or are they not selling some areas? Or what can you tell from looking at that? Unless exactly? they just didn't sell some sections. Literally, that's the only section that is available to click on. Everything else says availability none. Okay. <laughs> now, and I know the the student tickets go on sale. I believe at noon today, and there will be the standing room on on the field. Okay. So, which I think if I tried to do the math on if each person gets one square yard, yeah, that you could possibly get about fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred students on the field. Okay. Now, if you get a little bit cozier out there. You could go over 2,000. Okay. But is this, re- I, I mean, are we, that's what I'm interested in here from the university. Like, are there places they weren't selling or are they, have they legitimately sold almost every seat in the building as in 90,000? Or do it, they have some areas that they're going to open up? Or Yeah. Or is that, or is that what it is that they're going to open up later or what it is exactly? Because if they sold that thing. Uh, 90,000, or really even close to 90,000, you know, if we're talking 70, 80,000, whatever that it is, and you're mm-hmm. you're near that, uh, the vast majority of the way to 90,000, that's incredible. Like, I, I, when we were predicting how many people were going to be at this thing when it first was discussed, I think I said uh, 40 to 50. <laughs> that was my guess. I did not ever expect that this thing would get in the in the neighborhood of literally selling out all the seats in Memorial Stadium. I thought you would have the half of it where the match was actually happening. I thought that would be fairly full, less so on other parts. Like I didn't think there were going to be people, be people sitting way up in the southeast balcony, for instance, looking over across the field. I don't know for sure anymore. Maybe they're actually going to do this. And if John Cook's hope with this thing is to set a record that just is going to be unbreakable. He might be getting that. He might be getting that because Wisconsin might not have a facility. I don't know what Camp Randall seats total if they wanted to try and do this, but they may be in a spot here where they sell so many tickets that they don't have a facility. 80,000. 80,000. So if they if they break Camp Randall's like seating number... Then there's no way mm-hmm. that then John Cook is going to have checkmate in this whole thing. <laughs> I guess unless they're going to move it to, I don't know, an NFL go you know go to Lambo or something for this thing, and I'm well, not sure what that seats. Lambo seats eighty one, eighty one. Okay, so the, there's the magic number eighty one, eighty one for Wisconsin. <laughs> but it's crazy, uh, Nebraskans. Regardless of exactly what the number is, Nebraskans jumped on this thing. We still don't even know. What the uh, what the concert is? There's a concert that goes along. No, with this. It, we don't, we have no idea what it is. Like, 
Do you remember that was one of the big conversations about, okay, how many people can you get there? Well, some of it might depend on the concert. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> I don't even think they need a concert there right, right now. I mean, like, if they, I still don't, there have been, there have been names thrown around that are on the high end of what I think they're going to be able to get for this. I Holding don't know for Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think Taylor Swift and the Dixie chicks were speculated. And I don't think we're getting, I think you're going to have to move down a few notches Drake. of the, yeah, of the A-listness for, uh, well, for this. I'm with, thinking, uh, I don't know what a, what a good comp would be in terms if, of if they get an A-list concert. Can you imagine what the price of tickets is going to be That's in the secondary point. secondary market? That is a great point, Mark. Yeah, you got because two tickets for twenty five bucks each. You're like, yeah, we're going to go, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, it's so and so, right? Kelly Clarkson, I don't know, yeah, something, yeah, right? People will be like. Uh, no, I might be okay with letting these go now. That's yeah. the thing is there's no way it's going to be that great of a, I mean, that it's going to be that A-list of a thing. Because you know why? Because they don't need it. They absolutely don't need it. They're not even using it to promote this event at this point, other than the fact that, hey, there'll be a concert by someone. Yeah, and they still, they may have it sold out. There might not be a ticket available for anybody once they find out what the concert is. Which is a little odd. Why haven't they announced it yet before tickets went on sale? They might not even know who it is yet. Yeah. They may want to just see what the volleyball can do. <sighs> Let me see here. I'm going to look at StubHub right now and see. Let's see. I'm looking for uh, for two here. Uh, 49, 59, 60, 62, 64 each. These are, by the way. 60, 69 each. Um, that So the cheapest ticket available is for uh, the very cheapest ticket available is 34 bucks. There are several that are in the uh, 100 per ticket range or 200 per ticket range right now in the secondary market already. So, well, if you want to buy a single seat, there's only one left. At, at least according to the uh the website. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh my, my stock gosh. tip of the day, buy low, sell high. Yeah. One single seat available. Crazy, crazy! I'll be very interested to hear what they've uh, what they've got to say uh, on this whole thing. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on this morning, Mark? What else do we need to get to here as we start out the show? Well, today? Second second round of debate on the uh, heartbeat bill. Okay, gets underway no later than eleven thirty this morning, according to the official agenda for the legislature. Okay, uh, an ethics complaint filed by an Omaha attorney against Senator Megan Hunt. That's getting a little dicey. That was uh, over the uh, possible what he was saying was a conflict of interest. Yeah, and I don't understand all of the legal well, nuances. Of, I mean, I understand what he's trying to say, but it seems like it's a little bit. It's a little convoluted. His argument, yeah. his argument is essentially that if that she stands to financially gain if the bill doesn't pass, because she would still have a chance. Right now, Medicaid doesn't pay for these kinds of Correct. procedures. She's tried to get it. She's talked about that. I assume others have tried to get it. They've not been able. To get it, the argument that's made in the complaint is if the bill does not pass and these procedures are still legal, they would still have a chance at going to court, essentially, and gotcha. and suing to make Medicaid, which Medicaid hasn't done this since you know 1990. They made a rule that they couldn't do this. 
And so the argument is essentially that they could then go to, they would still have a chance at having Medicaid change their rules and get them to pay. It's, yeah, it's fair to say that I think that it's a, convoluted argument and well there's been a little convolution in the legislature there's a line like there's a line in terms of if you have a financial interest because if you're talking about a like a property tax bill right right if it it impacts all of us if you are all all property a big class a a group of people i'm wondering about any of the business owners when they talk about minimum wage particularly anyone who owns the grocery stores well she actually she the the, raybould had actually filed uh filed something on on that one um so that one might be you know it's but it's where that where is that line between a huge class of people that are impacted potentially financially by this or a more specific thing, like say you're working for a company that's going to be get, getting, you know, like a uh, an ethanol company that's going to be getting subsidies or or something like that. That would be a little bit more specific on this. So where is that line drawn? I don't. I mean, my guess is this thing is going to be found without merit. And um, but regardless, it's. I think. I think it's less about actually having it having having the uh, conflict of interest pointed out and adjudicated more so than just continuing to uh, fight fight on this thing for the purpose of fighting for the most part gotcha, so gotcha. yeah um yeah so we've got we've got those things in the legislature i saw it sounds like the uh, war horse is going to be ready yep. next month for sports gambling guys yeah yep, that's what the uh, that's what's looking like calendar uh, by the end of may yep so that could be in time for um, College World Series. Yeah, if they even offer that. But yeah, it, that we'll be later be into the uh, NBA and, and NHL playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a bad time to open up in some ways. You're you're right, getting into the worst part of the year for uh, for sports and sports gambling. I would uh, I would unless you're into gambling on individual baseball games. Yeah, yeah. Which, you may have, you may you may want to write that bets off number down immediately if you're doing that. Yeah, the two sides of it are, you'd much rather hit ahead of the NCAA basketball tournament or yeah. right or during football season, but also maybe this gives them a little bit of a ramp up to fix anything that comes up between now and the fall. Yeah, yeah, that's good point there because that's when there'll be uh, a much bigger rush with college and, and nfl football as well but so. you still got to be in the casino to bet yep so. yeah that you can either apparently do it at they're gonna have a desk you can do it at uh or they'll have kiosks that you can uh you can do it as well but you're right mark you have to be you have to be there no phone app like they've got in in some other states as well but they expect that to be uh ready to go sometime next month so. And uh, some renovations got getting underway on Morrill Hall, believe it or not. Oh, nine, really? Nine-month uh, renovation down there. I haven't been to Morrill. It's been a while. Um, I, my son was little. I remember going down there with him. But it's probably been 10 years since I've been there. But that was always that was always the school field trip we got really excited about. Morrill Hall and the Planetarium. Very exciting as a kid. Someone bought that one ticket. Oh, there you go. You should get a commission on that. I should. And it, by the way, it looks like a little bit of South Stadium's maybe been blocked out. I don't know if they're going to say if that's for some of the students okay. on top of the field seats. Student, are they going to put? Uh, is the band going to be there? I mean, crazy. There's also going to be some bleachers in the North crazy. End Zone. Yeah, I think the record is going to be safe for a while. <laughs> Let's just hope there isn't bad weather. 
Because if there's bad weather, they're moving it to Devaney, and yeah. then you, then the attendance changes. That's a that's a mess if that happens. So, knock on wood that that's not an issue whatsoever. You think I, they'll have a, a, a gun that to be able to shoot volleyballs into the upper levels? <laughs> Probably. But after that thing they had at the spring game, that, the, the t-shirt, the cannon t-shirt truck, Gatling gun, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I like the volleyballs. That's a good, that's a good idea. All right, we'll take a break. It is uh, 626 Just an LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Let Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. Go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Hi, right, 638. Glad to have you back with us. 43 degrees in the capital city on our way to a uh, nice day. Barely any wind out there right now once again, so looking very nice there. Tomorrow's Request Line Friday, and your mission, if you choose to accept it for this week's Request Line Friday, is to think back, dig deep into your memories, and see if you can remember the first album that you purchased for yourself. Uh, whenever that would have been, I think that probably largely falls in kind of an uh, age range between 10 and 18, probably for most people. But whenever it was for you, whatever format that you bought it in will depend on the era, obviously. But see if you can think back what that is and uh, or or one of the first few. And if there's one that sticks out and we want you to request a song from that first album that you ever owned, I think. Now, I, mine is going to be at least a little embarrassing because our music taste when we were buying our first albums are that of, you know, of a, perhaps of a tween. Nope, I still love it. You still love it? All right. It'll be interesting to see how many people still stand okay. by. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stand I- by the selections of music that they had when they were 11, 13, 15, whatever it was. Maybe it's because I'm older, but Gen Z Molly's is definitely embarrassing. Okay. I, I'm, I, I, I've seen some of the requests come in. I, I will admit mine probably, mine is. It's not something I'm jamming too much anymore, <laughs> but it is what it is, and everybody's going to be in the same boat for that one. So get those in now. We already have a lot of them in. We'd love for you to get yours in the earlier the better, so we'll have more time for your song. It's the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line for tomorrow's Request Line Friday. Uh, that number is 402-479-1400, and we're brought to you for the final time this month by Da Vinci celebrating their 45th anniversary. Tomorrow, there will be a keyword that is uh, given to you on the air, and if you want to text in either with a request or separate from your request, that keyword tomorrow, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the show for our $45, our final $45 goose certificate from our friends at Da Vinci celebrating their anniversary. So be listening for the keyword tomorrow and get those requests in now. Speaking of music, I've got to open up the sound off with this one today, just because it's kind of a feel-good thing, and there's Plenty always in the news that is not that feel good. So yesterday, uh, the the South Korean president, uh, Yuk Suk, uh, Yuk Suk, oh my gosh, Yoon Suk Yol, but known as President Yoon, was in the United States for a uh, for a visit with the president. And they have a big event. Sometimes when you get head of states in, they have a, a festive dinner, and the president and uh, of South Korea and his wife, they have a dinner in the East Room. Um, 
to then they went to the state dining room where they had entertaining entertainment planned for the evening. Um, which is funny. I just watched that whole documentary about the time when Richard Nixon invited Johnny Cash to the White House. That's oh, a great, yeah. doc, great documentary, by the way, if you want something good to watch, if you're into politics and or music or both. It's a great documentary on Netflix. Uh, but they had Broadway performers that were doing selections from Broadway, from Les Mis and, and Funny Girl. And then they had an encore that they had uh, the people, the entertainers who were there had sang Don McLean's American Pie. And so they, they, they do the song, and it looks like they're getting up to close the night. So President Biden, President Yoon take, takes the stage. And, and uh, apparently, now I haven't seen the video of this part of it. I'm sure this was planned out. It had to be. But Biden says to Yoon, well, you know, you love this song, I know. Why don't, why don't you give it a whirl? Why don't you, you know, why don't you sing this? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's not asking the South Korean president to sing. He's not going to sing. How awkward is this whole thing? Well, it turns out he definitely wanted to sing. He grabs a mic and this happens. A long, long time ago. Dude got up there and sang and pulled it off. He sounded good. Yeah. He sounded really good. Who's our best? That, that, now, that's an interesting question. Which uh, which American president was the best musician? I probably should have some presidential history. Bill Clinton. Uh, saved up. Bill Clinton played the saxophone. That's right. He's the last president I remember playing an instrument. Somebody's uh-huh. going to correct me, I'm sure, on something. But Oh, Obama sang. I remember, he sang, uh, there was some event, and he started okay. singing, didn't he start singing Amazing Grace or something? Okay. Yeah, there was that, too. Um, Trump and Biden, not so much, probably. <laughs> Get them in a sing-off. <laughs> the sing-off. The masked singer. President, <laughs> oh, yeah. president all presidents edition. <laughs> Trump and Biden walk out on masked singer. Yeah. Sing a duet together. Oh, my gosh. Uh, George W. Bush, I don't recall. Maybe he did. I don't know. He may have played an instrument or sang. I don't. I don't quite recall. Reagan was entertainer enough. He probably. That's sang. true. Yeah, he was into the fine arts. He definitely was. I feel like JFK would have had like a like a crooner voice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know about that one. But nonetheless, I did a little bit of uh, something to make you smile here. Hopefully. <laughs> This uh, this morning. All right, what else do we have here in the sound off today? Jiminy Christmas. We've got a lot that I want to get to. A milestone in watching television in the United States. We've been talking about cutting the cord 
for 20 years, it feels like. And the discussion of how many people are cutting the cord, is has that become the norm? Well, it still wasn't up until last year the norm. There were still people getting their regular television service through the cord of cable mm-hmm. or satellite more than there were streaming until just now the tables have officially flipped people are streaming to streaming services like netflix amazon prime and others the move by viewers allowing that group to defeat both cable and broadcast tv for the first time ever the numbers from nielsen shows streaming captured 34.8 percent of july viewers compared to 34.4 percent for cable and 21.6 percent for broadcast plus people cut the cord in the second half of 2022 with the share of cable and satellite television subscribers dipping to 48%, according to a report from Samba TV, a television technology company. C.J. Papa, Fox News. It, it, you know, and it is interesting, too, because in some ways, even though you're, the, the, the delivery system is now through streaming instead of a physical cord, mm-hmm. at this point, in some ways, there are also people who are moving more toward, though, a model that looks like cable again. There are more, there are more companies out there that give you an offering that's similar to what you might have been getting from Spectrum or Dish or something like yeah. that. Hulu's got something like that. YouTube TV is that. It, it feels like there's more of more of that. And then and people are saying, wait, we 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 had this sort of ideal of all of these of this a la carte situation where you're going to get all these streaming things and save money by the whole thing, but the prices keep going up on those. And you start realizing, wait, now I don't really, I don't really want all of those. I just want something simple where I can get all of the channels that I already had. Uh-huh. And the cable companies had, like, I had Spectrum for a while, uh, probably three, four years ago before we switched to YouTube TV. And they, ba- I mean, they basically have their own version of YouTube TV mm-hmm. that doesn't require. They stream. Yeah. They have an app that streams all their stuff. Yep. But I just, you wonder, had they? push that earlier or like it feels like that might do better now right yeah than it would have five years ago Mm -hmm. just because it was the perception that it was a cable company compared to this ideal of streaming but in in a lot of ways it's not different than youtube tv really is it no is cable any different than youtube tv is cable and cable is youtube tv because the way that they're now the delivery of them is going toward the same way through through streaming through the internet instead yeah. of the cord. Here's the wild thing too when you compare when you compare cable. Say you're watching a game. Say say you're watching a Husker game on on Big Ten Network, and you're watching it on cable versus watching it on YouTube TV. And you're someone like us that when it's a road game. We are interacting with people on and like we're living we're experiencing that game on social media mm-hmm. together. I'm sorry, but you're you're a little bit behind me now. Like when I'm watching on cable compared to you watching on YouTube yeah. TV, you're a little bit behind. It's 30 seconds behind maybe ish depending it, it, it it's in that range somewhere. And yeah. then and then if there's a if there's a home game that people are at, so now you're taking away even more delay. I remember seeing some of your tweets last fall. You're like, "Well, I I know what's going to happen on the next play." Yeah. Or two plays <laughs> from now. That's happened a lot. That has happened very often. Um, yeah, you, you, but you wonder if some of the cable companies, if if they can get back in, could they compete with a YouTube TV by basically doing the exact same thing YouTube TV is? Mm-hmm. Because 
the it it's not necessarily that it's a better service. It's all about the price, what channels you're getting, and I think to some degree what kind of a DVR service goes along with it right. as well. Yeah. Like if you can be competitive on those things, there's no reason a cable company doesn't just become, I don't know why it doesn't just become, and I'm sure they're doing this, just become, uh, or a satellite company just become a streaming company the mm-hmm. way YouTube TV is. Yeah, all, um, all you have to do is add add a lot of those streaming options because you have the infrastructure built. And those in. are there, and those are there. They've been there for a, uh-huh. a, a long time. I, I that's how I watched it a lot of times. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on here? Oh yeah, so you still have some of those Bed Bath and Beyond twenty percent off coupons laying around, and you kept thinking, okay, at some point I'm going to go there. I if I go there, I've got to bring one of these coupons. You're wasting money if you go there without one of these coupons. And then lo and behold, they went bankrupt and they shut their stores down. Well, there is an option for you if you are really insistent on using them somewhere and saving money. Wondering what to do with your Bed Bath & Beyond coupon since the home goods retailer is in the process of winding down operations after filing for bankruptcy? Well, the Container Store has got you covered. The home organization retailer will now be accepting Bed Bath & Beyond signature 20% off blue coupons through May the 31st on a single item purchase. In a press release, the Container Store not exactly mentioning Bed Bath & Beyond by name, but said it would start offering discounts to customers who brought in a competitor's blue coupon. Bed Bath & Beyond is in the process of closing 360 stores and 120 Bye Bye Baby locations after filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And there is a container store in Omaha, I believe. Okay. If you're, uh, if you're looking to do that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, companies innovating and moving to the next way to consume their product, that's what Wendy's is trying to do. I don't know if you all have a super high level of appreciation or desire for Wendy's chili. I don't know that I've ever had. I've never been like a bit. I don't know that I've even ever ordered fast food chili in my life. I may never have. Uh, I'm going to places like that. I'm almost always getting a, a burger and not chili. But there are some places yeah. that, and Wendy's is one place they always talk about their chili. So much so that they're saying, wait, we think that people are going to buy this not only inside the store, but at the grocery store, too. Oh, not only will you be able to pick up a bowl of Wendy's famous chili at its restaurants, but in canned form at grocery stores this spring. The fast food chain is partnering with ConAgra for Wendy's Chili with Beans, which will hit store shelves at a suggested retail price of four ninety nine a can. ConAgra makes several popular grocery meals, including Slim Jim's, Ready Whip, and Marie Callender frozen meals. The canned version of Wendy's Chili combines beef, peppers, beans, and is simmered in a tomato-based sauce. Wendy's has served chili since 1969, and it's one of the most popular and recognizable foods on its menu. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. I know there have been other items sold at stores. Is that the next big revolution for fast food chains? Taco Bell has done that for a while Uh, with like... uh, seasonings and i think salsas and right taco shells they've done it some of the places that like you can get chick-fil-a sauce and freddy's sauce at grocery stores um i'm trying to think of other i don't know if like have mcdonald's and burger king ever done anything like that with no that's what i'm wondering is if you go into the frozen section and you've got chicken fries yeah but in locally Amigos. Amigos has yeah. done that, and that's the uh, first one that comes to mind. Th- that happened, I think, during the pandemic. They started doing that, 
And now some of the prices on it are a little shocking to me on some of them, but apparently they can get people to pay for it at that uh-huh. point. Can you imagine if Runza sold frozen Runzas that you could make at home at the grocery store? Oh, at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if they did it at the grocery if they store. Sold fr- if you could buy frozen Runzas that you could make in the in your own oven at the grocery store, they could they would make some bank on that. That's thing, why I'm asking if, if that's going to be the next evolution of what fast food chains can do besides what they're doing in their own establishments. You see some of the things. Amigos has gone the furthest so yeah. far, and now we'll see Wendy's kind of match that a little bit with their chili. But actually taking your product to be sold like frozen. Like your main product. Yeah. 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 And, and not not just not just a dip or a seasoning or a sauce. Again, the first thing I think of is if you had frozen runs that you could throw in the oven mm-hmm. and make it home, those things would be, they would go like crazy. They would go like crazy, I think, if they, if they sold something like what that. What about in the, in the frozen section, just like the Burger King, like just the patties? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like, you mean like already cooked? No, just like they're there. Like you go to the frozen section, and sometimes you they have already got the patties God, made. That, does anybody want that? I don't I, know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what what which things which restaurants should put their should put their uh, signature items available for sale in the grocery store, and you'd be interested in actually buying. It. White Castle always does those little burgers in boxes. I know. Yeah, White Castle's got they've, stuff there. They've got stuff like yeah. that, but. All right, I think that's all the time that we've got from the uh, sound off. That was an interesting sound off. We really went some fun places. Man, that South Korean president, he can sing. He got it. Ooh. He nailed that. 655, we'll take a break. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, 658, let's check in with uh, Matt Machar from Captain Humane Society and uh, hear a little bit about what kind of uh, pets they've got up for adoption this week. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. Tell us about the pets for this week. So first off, we have Roscoe. So Roscoe's about seven years old. He's a beagle mix, neutered male. He's pretty much solid white, but he's got a bunch of little brown spots, and so he weighs about 38 pounds. He was surrendered to us. His previous owner didn't have time for him, so they brought him to us. And very friendly dog, definitely very treat motivated, so make sure you got a bag of treats around at all times. And he's looking for a home where he can be uh, probably do best as your only canine companion and kind of doesn't like to share the attention with the other canine pals. Okay. And what else we have? Then we got Toby. So Toby's about a year and a half old. He's a domestic short hair, and he's a brown, black, tabby, neutered male. He's a big boy, weighs in at 16 pounds, and he was also surrendered because his previous family didn't have time for him. But he's on a diet right now, looking to get to a healthier weight, so he's looking for uh, that new home that can help him shed a few LBs and get him to his weight loss goal. All right, very good. How can people make adoptions? So Pylock Pet Adoption Center, we're out at 70th and Highway 2. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and then Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. All right, very good. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Have a good one. Matt Metchar from the Capital Humane Society coming up next. Ticket Thursday. See the Husker baseball team this weekend. you got to figure out what we are thinking of. Listen for the cue to call next on KLIN. Heck of your time. Saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
We're giving away tickets to see Nebraska baseball tomorrow night at Haymarket Park. Love for you to go out there, cheer on the Huskers, hopefully get them back toward the top of the Big Ten standings. But if you want to go, if you want to win tickets, you've got to think of what we are thinking of and identify it via asking us questions. Tomorrow's Arbor Day, and we are, uh, or Arbor Day's coming up, and we have a list of among the biggest cities in the United States, so take the top 100 biggest cities, we have the most trees per capita. I'm not going to tell you the source of my list. You might go look it up. I am thinking of one of the cities in the top 10 of that list. Top 10 most trees per capita of major cities in the United States. And you've got to figure out which city I am thinking of by asking me questions. You can ask a yes-no question to try and narrow it down, and then you can take a guess. But it's a major U.S. city that you have heard of. Uh, It's one of the top 100 biggest cities in the United States. But this is a top 10 specifically with regard to trees per capita. Let's see if you can nail down the city we are thinking of. Mike's going to take the first shot at it. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? Good morning, guys. Good. good. Day off and everything. So All right. Um, good. Well, you shouldn't yeah. be up. You should have been sleeping in. My goodness. Thanks. Well, I, for... I can't miss this. I can't miss this. <laughs> well, I hope you win then. I hope you come, pull come this on. up. No, I'm, I, I, um, hey, does the name of the state the city resides in yeah. begin with a vowel? No. No, oh, it's a continent then. Yeah. Um, that narrows it yeah. down. Well, I was hoping to go the vowel route, but um, let's say... Just throw a major uh, city out then, yeah. Ogden, Utah. Is it Ogden, Utah? No. I don't think I would consider Ogden, Utah a major city either. But, uh, you know, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. 402 Ogden, Utah would have been so far down the list of cities if I was just naming random ones. <laughs> Even with, with, like, without right. a category. How does he have... How does he, how, how does he actually have that? Arbor Day is tomorrow, so we're thinking of one of the most... Uh, the city, top 10 city of trees per capita, major city in the United States. Scott is next. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Morning. I'm good. good. How are you? Good. All right. Yes, no question. Okay. Does the state that the city is in also have a Big Ten school in it? No, but good question. Good question. No. So you can eliminate the Big Ten states. All right, let's go with uh, Nashville. Is it Nashville, Tennessee? Yeah, it's Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Scott, You, I don't know how you did it, but we had Nashville on our mind. Uh, that was impressive. Congratulations. All right. Hey, thanks. <laughs> it's good. All right, that's the game. Hold on, Scott. We're going to get your information. <laughs> Guys, here's the thing with this game. Do you know last week we almost had to blow out two hours of the show so that you guys could come up? What, what even was the topic a week ago? You guys could not come up with India. What were, what was the topic last week when we two weeks ago when we did this? Oh man, what was it about? But it was India, and it seemed so obvious, and no one was guessing it. And we, I had people, I had my wife texting me. She's like, it's India. And yeah, it was. And it took, we almost had to cancel a whole bunch of segments to get people to do that. And then here we are, caller two. Here's the information he had. The state didn't start with a vowel. And it was not a state that housed a Big Ten university. And it was city. a city. 
no, he asked state. Oh, okay. He said state. Gotcha. It was a state that did a house of big. Yeah, they were asking University. questions about the state, not not necessarily even the city. Wow. So and far. that with that information and that it was a top ten most forested city per capita, and he pulled out Nashville. Last week, uh, the India thing was on uh, high tax rates. Oh, oh that's tax, right. Yeah. That's what it was. That's Which wouldn't be an issue if they had the fair tax. That's true. That's, I'm sure they're discussing it there. I'm sure Modi's considering it over yep. there in India. That's all I have. Your like top, thank you for that <laughs> contribution. Uh, uh, the By the way, if you want to know the top 10 list of cities by tree coverage <laughs> per capita, yeah. number one is Minneapolis. Number two is Kansas City, Missouri, interestingly enough. Number three, and by the way, these are major cities. I'm sure you could find a town of 12 people that has a bunch of trees in it. Yeah. But, uh, number three is Cincinnati, Ohio. Number four is Washington, D.C. Now, that doesn't surprise me. Washington, D.C. has t- you know tons of trees. Um, number five, Nashville, Tennessee. That was the one that we were thinking of, obviously, there. Number six, Louisville, Kentucky. Number seven, St. Louis, Missouri. Number eight, Memphis, Tennessee. Number nine, Chicago. Really? Chicago, Illinois. And then uh, number 10 is Houston. Okay. We, we talked yesterday about Houston's trees. On there. the uh, Rick Stein recognition text line, the Jeremy says, I love when the contest blows up. Oh, Jeremy, you got your wish. I don't. Keith N. says, Ogden starts with a vowel, but yeah, but he asked we, about we asked the, about the state. He asked about the state. <laughs> and also, Utah starts with a vowel, too. Uh, <laughs> right. He asked, he guessed Utah. He asked if the state started with a vowel. I said no, and he guessed a city in Utah. <laughs> and that, you got to just, just throw out a big city out there. I don't know. Ogden, Utah. Didn't pick one of the top 50 cities I would have named in America, let alone from a state that was not yeah. not eligible based on the first question. Uh, Clinton says palm tree 2.0. Brad Foxhollow <laughs> says time to talk about palm trees again. <laughs> it is time to talk. The amount of response that we had on our palm tree talk yesterday, I forgot to drive out to East O Street and go find the <laughs> fake palm trees yesterday. I've got to make a note to do that today. I want to go see the fake palm trees on East O Street. Uh, Des Moines is 12 on this list. Madison. Oh, Madison. You're in every ranking, Madison. You know what ranking you're not going to be in, Madison, anymore? Most people will watch a volleyball game. That's one you're not going to be in. Now, what I... By the way, I will say Omaha's 37, right behind New York City, oddly enough. We talk about the, uh, the volleyball match, which right now there's no tickets available. Not until they start selling the student ones a little bit later today. Um, and, and hopefully then soon after we find out those numbers. My concern about this with setting the record is can Wisconsin get a single opponent and go to Camp Randall and say, we have the record for most to watch a single match? Hmm. Okay. That's That's got to be the next play because what other play do they have? If Nebraska pulls in... More than what do we say? Eighty-one thousand. More than eighty-one. Then that would mean. Camp I don't think Randall's there's a facility 80, in the state in the Wisconsin. Lambo's eighty-one. Are those? The, are there? Is there any other? Am I forgetting any, uh, any other potential facility in the state of Wisconsin that could have more than eighty-one thousand capacity? I assume those are the two. I assume those are the two largest capacity venues in that entire state. Milwaukee. D- well, hold on. What? No, Miller Park in Milwaukee wouldn't, or whatever it's called no, now. No, that doesn't house that many, does it? What's uh, l- 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 the baseball facility? Yeah, the baseball. I'm just trying to Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, you're, it probably doesn't, but I'm just trying to cover all my bases. This is for John Cook here. That's this is 42. Okay, 42. So we're good there. If you get over 81k, 
Wisconsin would legit have to go out of state unless they do what you're saying they might do, which I would not put past them. Because that's the next step. They're going to get, here's what's going to happen, Caleb. They're going to get, I don't know, 45000 in Camp Randall. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a single match. They're not going to have a second one. And they're going to say, we set the record for a single match. I okay. mean, that's what, so here's the thing. Let's say Wisconsin had this idea before Nebraska and did volleyball day in Wisconsin. Right. And they put together on a, they put a pair of matches out there. And they brought in Mar- uh, Marquette to play UW Milwaukee or something. Someone from Ogden showed up. Someone I don't from know. Ogden, Ogden, Utah. And Ogden University. Like, my first thought would have been okay, Nebraska, whether it is taking on Omaha or, or whoever you get. You go get one opponent in Memorial Stadium because that's what you then do. It, it doesn't become yeah. about okay. Let's just match the the exact exhibition that they put together. Yeah, I wonder if do you think they're going to try that? That you think they'll uh, try that for sure? Kelly will try that out there Absolutely. in Madison next fall, fall twenty twenty four. Come see one single match, but they'll get it. They'll, they'll figure out a. An opponent that would be, you know, like a Marquette or somebody else who's mm-hmm. going to also draw there in Wisconsin, and they're going to get like forty five thousand, and then the ball's back in Nebraska's court. Yeah, at that point, and then you got to go to the fall of twenty twenty five, and you've got to bring in a single opponent in a Memorial Stadium, and that's when you call your friends from Creighton and you say, "Hey, you weren't involved in the first one. Look at what a great event that it was." We want you to be involved in Volleyball Day Part 2, bringing it back two years later with a single match to finally end this once and all. So Wisconsin is, is, is unless they go, unless Wisconsin goes outside of their own state, which, you know, then does it really even count, I guess, but... That, yeah, they, that, they would just be part of it step. somewhere else. Yes, that's, that's the next step for this thing. Well... They don't have, we've got bigger toys than they've got. You know what you we do. We got bigger and more expensive toys than Wisconsin. You know what you do if you're Wisconsin. <laughs> Why are we think- we're really thinking like Wisconsin right now? Well, it, it's like okay, we have to know what our opponent would do. Right. Stay a so, step so, ahead. So of how your- do we counter that? Right. If you're Wisconsin, you go to the Cotton Bowl and you, <laughs> and you take on Texas. Oh, 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 and then you jointly, then you jointly say we both have it. About yes. Wisconsin and Texas jointly. Is that share worst the case record. scenario? The, how many what's the, what's capacity at the Cotton Bowl? Ninety two. What's capacity at Memorial Stadium? Ninety um, right now well, right now because they've reduced capacity, it's like mid eighty. Yeah, it's low now, but it's are, uh it's eighty five, I believe. Is is John Cook going to convince Trev Alberts to add an addition to Memorial Stadium simply to beat Wisconsin and Texas playing in the Cotton Bowl, hypothetically, if that would ever happen? We've gotta get we've gotta add one more Okay. John Cook, we gotta add one more seat than the Cotton Bowl, no, Trev. No. That's all we've gotta do. Here's the thing. If they do that, you yes. say, okay, it doesn't matter being inside the state anymore because Husker fans will travel. Oh, oh, okay. Penn State, Beaver Stadium, <laughs> <So> the- <laughs> 106 
thousand in the stands plus on the field. You go one ten and you say not today, not ever yeah, that's again. True. That's true. That's how you. That's who you call. That's when your enemy, the enemy of your enemy, is your friend, right? You're is like, that oh, how that Wisconsin works? and Texas got together. Okay, well, we are putting our super team of Nebraska. Yeah, Wisconsin, Texas. Then you put together Nebraska, Penn State. Oh my goodness. <laughs> The la- the largest stadium in the world, if you are wondering. Oh, oh wait, now, now we're going. Is the, what soccer stadium are we in, going to? No, it's it's cricket. Oh, it's cricket. Is it, it in like uh, in, in La- India? In the, India? India, the Narendra Modi Stadium capacity. I got to see pictures of this thing. A hundred thirty-two thousand. A hundred thirty-two thousand is the biggest stadium in the world. The teams that play there: the India National Cricket Team, India Women's National Cricket Team, the uh, Gwarat Titans, and the Gwarat Cricket. Gwar- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Number two. Do you know what the number two stadium is in the world? The Rungrado First of May Stadium in Pyongyang, North Korea. That's the home of the Corey of the uh, North Korea national soccer team. I don't know if we're going to be able to rent that, guys. If you thought the Dublin know. trip, was especially insane. after they let the South Korean president sing American Pie at a state <laughs> dinner, <laughs> you thought the Dublin trip. Yeah, it's not going to be quite the tourism package that went along with Dublin, where it was looking at the rolling hills of Ireland and drinking Guinness at a pub. Hey, Husker fans, get your tickets to the Nebraska volleyball in North Korea. See the beautiful sights of Pyongyang (laughs) while you cheer the Huskers to victory and stick it to Wisconsin. Don't don't forget to say hello to the Supreme Leader. By the way, you're not far after because number three, Michigan Stadium, Ann Arbor. Number four, Beaver Stadium in Penn State. There you go. There you go. Penn State is the fourth biggest stadium in the world. Look at the Big Ten on this. Michigan is four, is three in the world. Uh, Penn State is four. Uh, Ohio State is five. Then Texas A and M. Then LSU. Then Tennessee. Then Austin, Texas. I mean, shoot, they don't need to go to the Cotton Bowl. They'd do better at Daryl K. Royal Stadium for totals. I think we may be overthinking this at this point. No, we potentially. have to. We have to be ready for what the counterattack is going to be. That's and true. And plan going forward. Because the other day when we were able to hear from Trev Alberts, he called it Volleyball Day in America. Right. And I think that's what we're building towards. Volleyball Day in the world. <laughs> Nebraska versus Brazil in India. <laughs> All right. It's 725. I'm sure. Listen, these, these thoughts, I guarantee you have passed through John Cook's head. <laughs> I don't know if they ended with them playing in Pyongyang like it did for us. But the thoughts have been there. I promise you. <laughs> Dennis it's Rodman will hook it up. 725 on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. All right. It is time to count them down. So let's get started with number five. Several Nebraska lawmakers came to the defense of State Senator Megan Hunt. Uh, after a complaint was filed alleging she has a potential conflict of interest on proposed restrictions on gender-affirming care for minors, uh, the director of the Nebraska Accountability and Disclosure Commission hand-delivered the complaint. David Begley, the Omaha-based attorney, argues Hunt has a potential conflict with LB 574. Um, so the argument that he is making, 574 is the Let Them Grow Act. We've talked tons about this. 
the, the argument that the attorney is making is essentially that uh, because uh, Hunt has sought in the past to have Medicaid cover some of these treatments for her own child, that uh, his argument is that if the bill does not pass, meaning these treatments are still available, she would have a chance to essentially convince Medicaid to to foot the bill or foot some of the bill on this via, I guess, via taking action in court. So it's... Um, it would have to be in court because Medicaid doesn't allow Because Medicaid it doesn't cover it right now. So it it would just keep that possibility alive. I mean, in, a, in addition to that being, a, I guess, a, a group of people who are kind of in a class, that seems like a... It's a lot of ifs, and I, I, it's not a. It doesn't strike me as a super clear case of a conflict of interest, and I don't know if the expectation was that it would be sustained as such. But I, I think it's. Listen, this thing is going to be this thing is going to be decided by the votes here um, down the road on this, and I don't think this is going to change. I don't think it's going to impact it one way or the other, but it was just a little bit more drama added to this thing, and it's not... I don't expect it to be successful based on how I understand the law and based on the argument that he's making, essentially. The same guy, by the way, who um, <clears throat> forgot to have a notary sign his lawsuit back when they were challenging the election results, when they wanted them hand-counted versus machine-counted. You remember that? After oh, yeah. the last election? Yeah. And... Um, I uh, forgot to have the filings notarized. So, the, but you know, this became a topic, and you had people from across the you had people from across the aisle kind of say the same thing uh, about it, criticize it. Even people who support the bill uh, who are saying that, and then Senator Hunt kind of came back and said, "Hey, look, I don't need you to say anything about this if you're not going to support the bill." And so that's that's where that was. This. Uh, and we don't know when this bill is coming back up, right, for final no, reading no, we here at this point. But today, uh, they are getting back to the the heartbeat bill dealing with second abortion. Round. Second, second round. round on that. And both of these kind of, both of them kind of, I mean, to get more to the crux of the bill, I think the more point, the more practically interesting and um, relevant stuff right now is whether or not these bills, it's still a big question on both of them, do they get amended? Is there an amendment that comes through on either of these? There's been talk of those hovering around this whole thing. Do the amendments happen? Do the amendments need to happen for the votes to be there for both of them? And it's kind of the question for both of them, and I, at least sitting from the outside, I don't know the answer on either of them. If you need an amendment, if you need to make it from 6 to 12 weeks, or if you need to make it... Um, just restricting surgeries and not the treatments for them to get past. It's all gonna. There's a lot of vote counting going on on all, all of these things, and it's gonna be votes again, Mark. Like we've seen, 33 votes, 32 votes, right, right on that line with with both of these things here. And it's if they pass, sure you got the votes. And if they do pass, the governor has pledged to sign them. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's my understanding as well. So. Anyway, I think this won't be a. This is not going to be a major. This is not going to have major impact on those bill on these bills on that bill specifically. Number four, sports betting's been on the mind of a lot of Nebraskans lately. Uh, rules have been in place for a few months. Looks like Warhorse Casino not getting the infrastructure in place could have sports betting there. 
by the end of next month. All right, so they're trying to get it in. Looks like it's going to be in there by May. Feels really quick, guys. We should probably take some time to, to, to make sure we've got all the rules in place. Let's make sure we can really put in the infrastructure on how to do this. Like, this feels really quick. Well, <laughs> well they've, they've actually been working on the vendor. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing. Do we have any idea who the vendor is going to be? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that. The process was they had to, to find a vendor, and then that vendor had to get licensed. Uh-huh. So that was what uh, we were waiting on. Okay. And it sounds like now they're just waiting on some of the administrative stuff that, that has to happen for this. to. So they don't have an exact date, but they are hoping that it is going to be, uh, is going to be in May. That they get this done, and just in case you forgot what the rules are for this, if people are interested in it, you've got to do it in person. You're not going to be able to get an app on your phone like you can in Iowa or a handful of other states. You've got to do it in person, and it sounds like they're both going to have a uh, basically a, a place where you can go and fill out a, a sheet with a person, mm-hmm. do it that way, or an automated kiosk that you can can do it as well. But, Mark, one of the interesting things is you've been giving us news of the receipts that they've been pulling in every month. Yeah. I wonder how significantly this will impact those. And I would honestly say that if if and when you're going to see that, I think you're going to see it in the fall more so than in in May, right? Oh, I just, very much. Yeah. There's just not – it's not – I don't think there's a lot of – from the people that I know that, that like to do this, they're not – they're not doing a lot in, especially into like July, when all there really is going on is is baseball. I mean, there's some golf tournaments and there's tennis tournaments, but especially when the NBA finals are over, the NHL finals are over, it's about football. Yeah, it will, I mean, it really is about football. It'll be interesting to see if, if we can get the breakout of what just the casino gambling yeah. as opposed to the sports book is contributing into those tax receipts. Yeah. I don't know whether they're going to break that out or not. I've not heard that yet. Yeah. But that would be the, the big question I would have it's, because I'm guessing receipts are going to continue to go up because seasonally, I mean, more people are going to be traveling and, and as we go into the summer. So I yeah. would assume that those numbers would continue to grow. By the way, just take a step back. If you had even told me five years ago, 2018, not that long ago. If you'd have told me five years ago that in five years Nebraska would have legalized sports gambling, I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, I remember we used to pose the question like, what will be likely sooner, what will be legal sooner in Nebraska, legalized gambling or recreational marijuana? And it was always like, I don't know, right? At least the way that it looked like 10 years ago, five years ago when we were talking about this. Uh, gambling's going to get up by a long ways here. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's in part because of the trends around the country. But on the same by the same token, trends around the country are being more lenient with marijuana, too. And so it's uh, it's interesting. It'll be the other thing is, again, the question. <laughs> I mean, it's one of these things is people can do this online, though. You can I mean, do it they, right now. They can do it online, and they are doing it online or in, in other ways. Is there going to be an appeal if you can do if this is the type of thing that you would do? Is it going to get people who do it as a destination, or is it going to be people who are there playing slots or something, and then they're like, hey, while I'm here, let's have some fun. Let's throw $5 down right. on, on something. Or I'm curious if anyone's going to just go out, make whatever wager they were going to make, and then they just leave. 
Yeah. They, 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 they go out there, park, walk in, get that done, and leave yeah. because they're not they're not the person who wants to sit there. Right. They, they don't want to be out there. They don't want to be out there. They just want to make their wager and go about what they were going to be doing for their day. The, the only time I've really legal done in this kind of situation, legally gambled on sports, was when I went to Las Vegas. Uh-huh. And just the novelty of it. Had to try it, see what it was like, and, and those sorts of things. But you do that there because you're hanging out and you're watching games yeah. and you're going to you're walking around the strip and, and paying attention to everything as well. This doesn't quite seem as rich of an experience as that no. right now. No, and, and and the way it works in Iowa is yes, they have a, and, they or have, Iowa through the yeah, phones. In yeah. Iowa, they've got the apps now. When I was there, I don't know if it's that way now, but when I was there, you had to make your first deposit at a sports book in person. It's not that way anymore. Yeah, it's not that way. But so when I did it, it was you had to go to the sports book, make your first deposit, have it show up in your app, and then you never had to go back again because you could then run everything. Uh, away from there. That's the only time I've gone into there. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just a much easier experience to be able to do it from my phone wherever I was going. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number two. August Oops, thir- number three, sorry. Yeah, three. Uh, August 30th is Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Exhibition matches, yeah, UNK and Wayne State, and then uh, Nebraska will play Omaha. And the tickets have become a relatively hot commodity. Oof. I don't, you might be able to take relatively off that one. <laughs> They're not available anymore. You can't well, get them. You can't get them from the, the original source. You can get them in the second mark, secondary mark. Right. Well, yeah. And you may be paying. You may be paying four to five to ten times what they are face value on the secondary market already, given some of the prices that are out there on on StubHub. I think this went. Uh, apart from the glitches that they had, where people had to wait a long time. See, I didn't have much problem. I got my, I bought tickets. Uh, I logged on like two minutes before ten. I had my tickets by ten minutes after ten. Got a couple of seats in the North Stadium. I was bummed at the time because I wanted to be in the the East Stadium or the West Stadium. But after I see that people are buying tickets in the South Stadium on the complete other side of the field. And that those are selling for a bunch on Step Up. I'm pretty happy with how it ended up after all that. Hey, you can get uh, two tickets together, row 95. Okay. In in what stadium? 19 South Stadium. Oh, Jesus. Way are, up in the corner. Those are not great seats. $47 each. <laughs> Is that on the main? That, no, that's on Step Up. On, on the main one, it's $5 for, for high, kids, school, high and school and under. And, under. and $25 oh. for adults. Gotcha. But nothing's available. I bought... No, yeah, nothing's available through the Huskers.com site. Everything is secondary market right now. There will be student tickets available at noon today. Now, I don't know if that'll include part of South Stadium that's been blocked off or if that's for some special VIP stuff. I don't have an answer on that. Yeah, they're not saying a lot about how this works. I do know there will be student areas on the field um, about like 80 yards worth or so kind of just around the stage like a concert around, pit yeah it basically looks like a concert well, pit to and be there honest. is a concert that's the other thing is there's a concert here and we don't know who the artist is they sold this you, you thought they were adding that to sort of give people another reason to come which they might have but it's a little hard to have, use that as a a big justification for going when you don't know who the concert artist is and by the time they reveal it there's not going to be any tickets available to go based on who the cut like if this is anything close to Caleb uh like an A-list type artist do you realize how high these tickets are going to go from where they already are there's your retirement plan Jack right right exactly 
Bad news for my daughter. Well, I got good news and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you want to be North North Stadium. I think my row, my seats are like th- row 35 in the North. North Stadium, section 37, row 15. Okay. Two tickets together. Yeah. 440 each. Oh, I'm sitting on a fortune. I'm sitting on a fortune. That's, I'm not far from that section, and I have four. Holy cow. Look at me. I feel like I bought Apple stock in 1978. You just, this is great. You just took care of Nora's college uh, fund. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Bad news is we're not going to the game. Good news is your tuition is paid for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, real quick, I know we got to move on, but the, it, I had some people speculate to me. I, was ta- I tweeted about, and we don't know the artist. There were some people who said that they thought maybe that they were going to wait and see how tickets sold. And then go and try and figure out who the artist oh, was then you based can tell on an that, artist and you, you have this get many. and say, "Hey, we're going to get you in front of seventy thousand people." And the person that I was, and I don't know if they know anything, but they said, "I think it's going to be a pretty big name based on the tickets that are already sold for this." Yeah. What do we think? I don't know. Bigger or smaller than Dave Matthews Band? <laughs> Nothing would be bigger. <laughs> You could have the Beatles rise from the dead, and it would be small. It would to- not be better. all about DMV. Toto and Journey. Toto, not Toto. Sticks. I, I saw Sticks just announced uh, a, a concert. I think it's at uh, in Council Bluffs. So uh, I don't know. It'll be country, right? It'll be country. It's got to be country. Can we get the South Korean president? <laughs> Is he available? Can can he come sing American Pie? American Pie. That song's long enough that it can carry almost an entire concert. Luke Luke Bryan's doing a concert, I think, in Minnesota for the farm. uh, I bet it's a a country show. That's my best guess. Don't you think? Since he's going to have to be coming back around anyway, just just have uh, Morgan Wallen actually move it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that because it's uh, it's September on the 9th it's on, on the Colorado game. It's on the night of the Colorado game, isn't it? But they've it? got all those tickets already sold. He just hang out here for a week and a half, do two shows while he's in town. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Number two, new uh, weight loss drug could be on the market soon. Terzepatide. Uh Eli Lilly, its brand name is or its common name out is Munjaro. Uh, Initial tests say it's a diabetes drug initially, but over 17 months, people with diabetes lost 16% of their body weight. Those without, like 22%. So everybody, all these people are trying to get Ozempic and we, however you pronounce it, Wegovy, because it's all over TikTok. People, celebrities losing weight on this, but they went with this one, and apparently they had stunning results with the tests. And they're trying to go to the FDA and say, hey, we don't even want to use this as off-label use anymore. We want this to be a weight loss drug, essentially, and be beyond that. (laughs) Listen, it's intriguing. It's certainly intriguing if you're you're anybody, and I am, somebody who's who's struggled with with my weight, um, and just to see what the, the success that they've had with that. And now, it does sound like there are some somewhat potentially unpleasant side effects. Oh, I, uh, I can hardly. I'm not going to go into all the detail, but yeah, you might want to might want to be aware of those yeah. you know, once you start taking them. Yeah. Number one collaboration of Munch Madness establishments. I think Caleb, you got a personal. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. So I had seen on Norms on 48's Facebook over the weekend they went and ate at Cheesesteak Grill on Sunday and said, hey, maybe we should maybe we should try something like this. So they had they, they got inspired by it and actually took a 
Norm's on 48th. Philly or a smashy Philly, so it's their smashy burger, and, and they tear that up, and that becomes the meat inside the Philly. Took it to the Cheesesteak Grill folks on Monday, and they were like, "Yep, that's pretty good." They approved it. So Norm's on 48th sold it yesterday. On top of all the things that they've been doing, so now we have the smashy Philly at Norm's. The cheesesteak grill inspired smashy Philly. I've wanted crossovers for so long on this thing, and it's actually happening. I want more of these restaurants who are in Munch Madness. I want all kinds of crossovers here now that the bracket is over, leading us up to the next one last year. So kudos to Norm's and kudos to Cheesesteak Grill for doing this. And it was good? It was very good. Very good. You tried it. Yeah, it was was like And there were a lot of people there trying to try it. I couldn't even park in the Norm's parking lot. I couldn't even, like, there was nowhere to park. Every single, like, gas pump was full. Everywhere that you could be on either (laughs) side, like, where you're close to the street, where you follow the parking lot back to where they now have this kind of picnic area, nowhere to park. Sorry, Arby's. Oh, they have a picnic area? Yeah. Yeah, the fenced-off picnic area they're working on. I had some people talking to me last week, and they said, we went there, but there was no place to sit, so we left. And I was like, oh, now I can tell them there is a place to sit. Cool. All right, there you go. we got to end it there. That's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 812. Welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 41 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. And Thursday mornings, we talk to the Girl Lincoln team, Robin Eshleman, Dave Alberts. You can also hear them here on Saturdays at noon about what's going on in the business community and uh, even more about where places are moving, what's opening, what's closing. They've got their ear to the ground and always got good information for us. So good morning, Robin. Good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you doing? Uh, Good. And uh, morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Let's jump in. There's a lot of stuff that's going to make me sad on this one today. I can already see it, and I'm very disappointed, including number one, which I didn't even know about, and I just found out now. Uh, a closing, and I'm bummed about it. Uh, Robin, who or who, who's got this one? Sorry, Robin, Robin it. has. You're this the one. only ones who have the actual markings. A couple, couple things up at University Place Shopping Center, which is now called Layton Place. It's where the the newest apartment complexes, have, not not the yep. ones where Crave is, but up the road a little further north. Um, and we were so happy about that trifecta that got announced last year. We thought that was so good for the area. Dad Shack and Lincoln's um, Lincoln's Pub and Franco's Fresh Mexican. Uh, very quietly, um, Dak Shack permanently closed and rebranding. Um, Franco's Fresh Mexican permanently closed. Lincoln's Pub changed its name to Layton's Pub. So it looks like that's kind of the it factor there. That That's still there with a different name. Um, but unfortunately, those other two didn't didn't make it. Well, okay, so I'm bummed about Dak Shack because I thought that was a really unique. I thought it was a good idea. It was a really unique concept. I went there a couple of times. I really liked it. I had a lobster roll there. It was super good. I just loved. It was just a. It was a different vibe. Um, It felt odd because it was like a real beach vibe, kind of. 
Um, and I was there on a, not a, a nice day, but they would open the garage doors up on a nice day, and you'd be looking. <laughs> it'd be kind of weird because you'd be looking over the the East Campus College of Ag, like the oh. their fields and their fields <laughs> their and stuff trees. over there with the with the beach vibe. But no, that was that was really good. And I knew the the fresh Mexican. I had, I knew that they had been that had been, you guys had that a while ago. I think that they were at least changing that, or it wasn't a part of it anymore. And then I wonder if the Lincoln's Pub name changing was just about because isn't what didn't wasn't there two places with that name or something or there oh, was something that I did I not think know there was something there might have been something like a copy well it was or whatever here's the thing is that trade, trademark we learned about this because remember Caleb on Munch, oh, Madness, Munch Madness somebody yeah. set one of them in to Munch Madness and we were like well yeah they would fit but they're not actually local they were named Lincoln's Pub actually after. Abe Lincoln, and it started in Council Bluffs, Mm -hmm. not in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so I don't know how that all factors into the decision there. But that's going to stay open, at least. And they've still got... It's still... That is open. I Yeah, because I was over there walking, looking in the windows. And And that's right where the kitchen is located, by the way. If you remember, they, they were three different restaurant concepts sharing one kitchen you could order like when you're at dak check you could order from either from, restaurant from the other. yeah you could order from the other they had menus for both of them there on the table um i don't know it's a cool unique concept and and it, it's a place i think boy i thought it was a i thought it was an area just between uh, the, that hadn't been developed with a lot of new restaurants for a while and and just all the stuff that's happening there with the Uniplace neighborhood and students in the area I thought and new residential right there right I thought it, it might do really well and maybe it's still well I'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rebranding yeah there. and you do have to be really careful around college students where you are with price point yeah you know that's yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of students still that in that yeah. area that shack was fun that's too bad yeah that, um oh man. And then, uh, and then uh, another closing here. We talked about this one on the air, but you guys can give us a little bit more on this, Dave. Yeah, uh, Nine South Char Grill at Ninth and South Street is permanently closed. They uh, were also in Hickman for uh, quite a while, and uh, this is their original location. Yep, and it was a converted gas station is uh, that what it was before if, i couldn't even I rem- remember if i remember correctly uh that uh it is now permanently closed that's too so, bad and, local, and i like their food food was good local neighborhood spot uh, a lot of character did well in munch madness uh in the in the year they did, did well just a few weeks ago in munch, munch madness yeah here and so i just wonder from a size perspective i mean it was reasonably small for a sit-down type of restaurant i don't know i, I don't know what it Couldn't was fit exactly. a lot of people there yeah. yeah um it's been on the 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 commercial real estate listings for about three or four weeks and we called the first day you know because we had a half a dozen restaurants we wanted to contact and right away the listing agent said you know I've got like three offers on this thing. Oh, really? So I, I would expect one of I'm, I would think one of those would probably go through. I know interest rates are high and it's slowing everybody down from, from committing and making announcements about their business. But, you know, I think there's a good chance that'll get backfilled pretty quickly. Would that likely be just not, you know, specifically, but you think that would likely be a restaurant? That would go oh, in that there? Was, likely, that was yeah, the impression yeah. we had. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and once again, they the new tenant will win because all that 
restaurant infrastructure. infrastructure. They, they didn't make the original yeah. transition. They didn't have to buy it originally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And is there anybody in the one? I know the one in Hickman switched over to Metal Grill and then switched over to the the Burger Play. Is that what's the status of that? Is that is there anything in there now in the Hickman I location? I believe it is is still available. Uh, I think it's on the market. I don't wow. believe anybody's in there right okay. now. I could right. be wrong. I yeah I should uh, next time I'm out there for I'll them look. 68th Street was closed. Well, I was going to say long I'd like to go look, but Can't that 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 Hickman intersection has been closed for it feels like five years. Well, I mean there was a <laughs> roundabout. Crazy. The roundabout that is now in Hickman was open for a while, and then just to the north of that, it was closed again. By the way, it's open. Is the whole thing open the now? The whole thing is open. Now. Okay, it wasn't like just. Right. Two weeks ago when I was there. Correct. So. I mean, it was just recently that it all opened up. All right. Uh, moving to South Point. This has been a national story, Robin. Bed, Bath, and Beyond. For a while, it looked like the locations may survive, but we it doesn't actually look like they, they will. We thought they might hang on, but they threw in the towel and just shut everything down. Um, I, I think there were, what, billions of dollars in debt. Oh, sure. It was just insane, which the local store had just remodeled i mean they had just redone the storefront completely redone the inside of the store it's a pretty nice box if somebody wants it but you know when you get into malls like that usually each store has its own design criteria and they tear it all up and start all over i mean oh it's just makes you sick to think about it um and there there have been some other women's stores that have closed there christopher banks women's closing Versona um, Clothing, these have closed quietly in recent months in that building back there where Sephora is across from Old Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's looking a little, you know, they need some tenants back in there. And it seems that South Point is working with local companies. And, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I I think the women's clothing, they they need to stick together, you know, so Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. I think now is the time for you to check into South Point. Um, we did recently announce that they opened Eco Ramen a restaurant. I think that's open. My brother went there, raved about it. Amish Furniture and Goodly Cookies. Okay. My family went down there recently and brought back some of those cookies, so I know they're open. <laughs> the people rave about the cookies. They came in like a pizza box. I was a little disappointed it wasn't pizza, but cookies are all right, too. Cookies, all, that'll work. All right, question. I This is a question I had, too, so I'm glad that some Facebook fans asked it. Jack and Nola both asked this, not me, but another Jack. But uh, what's going on with uh, 70th and Pioneers, that shelter insurance building that's been there for 700 years? What exactly is happening with that? <laughs> well, we reached out to Midwest Bank, and they sent us this press release release and it said midwest bank is pleased to announce plans to open a second location in lincoln the new branch will be located at 7001 pioneer boulevard midwest bank entered the lincoln market in 2008 and has been serving clients at 2655 jamie lane since 2011 this new location will feature uh Teller services, drive-up teller lanes, ATM capacity, as well as agricultural, uh, commercial, consumer, and mortgage lenders on site. The new branch location is expected to be open in January of 2024. That shelter building was there, was there before for a long time. anything was over there. Yeah. I mean, yes. that building was there when there were horses running around in that pasture immediately to the north. 
of there. They were forward thinking, was, weren't they? They were there, and I always thought I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to whoever owns that is going to sell that because it's become such a different location than it used to be, and it's become so commercial around there with gas stations and restaurants and retail and all of those things there. And I always thought at some point that's got to happen. It is, but it's just transitioning to a bank. Right. So, right. Well, I mean, that was there before the, the big strip center uh, that, you uh, know, where way Hy-Vee, before that, like there was, that. there was, I'm trying to, God, I should remember this. Cause I, what was even there before that high V was there? I mean, I've lived here. I, I mean, I know that that whole area, Right immediately, kind of by where the dog run is, it was a that was like ag land. Wasn't it yes. just there were horses, acreages? Yeah, it was it like was. An acreage. It was, and then, but I don't even. I can't that even, whole area there. I can't even remember what seventy. This is terrible. I can't even remember what seventieth and Pioneers was before that Ivy. It was, and just, I was there all the time. It was acreages. Was it all yeah. along there, all the way to Eighty Fourth Street? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Jack and Nola, too, because, you know, I we put things on Facebook, we put pictures and, you know, sometimes you are risking it a little bit with the camera and the car. I mean, they actually took pictures of the construction fencing cool. and all that. Yeah, I've driven by it. I wondered. Sent it all right. Uh, this might have to be our last one, but uh, some city council news here and perhaps a little bit of a controversy. What do we have on this? Well, there's a developer that wants to repurpose a house into a five room hotel hotel and office and this is a little bit south of 84th and a street kind of in a residential section the the reason is he's trying to do a residential development but there's a pipeline by the house people aren't supposed to live next to a pipeline now okay so you can work in an office building all day or work in a hotel or or whatever next to a pipeline um to a pipeline. The, the neighbors signed the petitions that they like this idea. The planning commission voted for it with a strong majority, but the city staff opposes it because of access issues. They're afraid it will tie up traffic. So uh, kind of an interesting solution to a weird problem, an but not, a, huh? not real strong. Yeah, that's mm. such a residential area. Yeah. yeah. So um, an I mean, interesting conundrum. you got the church up there, right? I mean, you've got this, Indian Hills and I believe what you're what uh, Robin's referring to there is a brick house that looks like it's set sitting on an acreage you will see a sign from the city there saying zoning action on it it's on the east east side side. of the road okay Norval Road for those who travel did not know Norval Road even though I've probably driven by it a A million million times. times yeah all right Hey, uh, we are out of town time. Uh, we got to get some campaign commercials playing here. So yeah. maybe when the elections yeah. are over, we'll have a little bit more time. <laughs> uh, uh, but got to run right now. Uh, this weekend is... Oh, we have a full full, full slate, show. Full, full, full show, show this weekend. We will be back with lots of local business news for you. Great. Uh, so be listening to hear more of the stuff that we didn't get to today at noon on Saturday. There you go. Robin and Dave, the Growling Team, 825 on KLIN. When snow or ice impact our area, you can get the latest closings and cancellations at KLIN.com. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right. Yes, it's time to say hello to Greg. Actually, for Caleb and I, for the second time this week, we had a chance to uh, lunch with Greg at the uh, our Husker luncheon yeah. for 
for some of our clients this week. So, Greg, it was good to see you. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I, Caleb and I broke bread, but you were at the adult table. I was. Well, listen, <laughs> I had I had to sit with uh, Grecian Muleheisen to pick their brains on the transfer portal on basketball. Yeah. He's only calling which is our exactly table. what I did. Not that you guys don't have good inside info. Well, he's calling it the kid table because we were sitting with McMaster. Oh yeah, McMaster was there. Yeah, that <laughs> that makes sense. I was just trying to avoid him as the real story of, <laughs> of the whole thing. But it was uh, it was it was great to see. It. But boy, I, you probably knew this. We Ed Foley was one of the speakers. We had Trev and and Ed Foley speak to. Ed Foley is downright hilarious. Wasn't he great at that at that thing, Greg? He could. I think he could have his own show. He's uh, he just so good. He has stories. He he connects with people. I love the guy. I think he's a great addition to the staff. Yeah, um, and so we we got to hear from the special teams coach, and and that was a great deal. Hey, uh, man, so I thought this volleyball thing was going to be a big deal. I thought it was going to sell well. The university hasn't quite said exactly what's happening in terms of what's been sold and what hasn't been sold, but you can kind of tell from the map of what's available and the, the, the prices that are out there right now and the availability online that it's... I think this, Greg, is going better. I sort of chuckled when, you know, John Cook and somebody else was like, I think we can sell the place out. I didn't really think that. Greg, I think that might actually be happening in, in only in a day or two, which is crazy. Jack, I, I, yeah, I haven't been to the ticket office this morning yet, but I think they're gone. I, I really do. I think we're going to hear an announcement today that the place is sold out. Isn't that amazing? That's and these crazy. aren't $5 tickets. These are 20 buck tickets. So this was not just a cheapie. And then, you know, yeah, add Uncle Cracker to the mix. No, I'm not, I don't know that it's Uncle Cracker. But, you know, <laughs> I was going to uh, break news. Dang it. You know, yeah, no, it's, it's not Uncle Cracker. Yeah, add think. Uncle Cracker but to the mix. <laughs> just, you know, just amazing that Husker Nation and volleyball fans, the passion for that sport, I am absolutely blown away by what's happened the last 48 hours. Yeah. Like, I ex- again, I expected it to do really well. The, if it's sold, if there are no tickets available anymore, and I don't know what that's going to mean for capacity, but it's got to be. I mean, I think they're going to put people in most of the seats, if not all of them. It blows my mind. I did just, I did not expect that. And Greg, you do point out. I know you were joking about the concert, but like they also have a concert to draw people, yeah. and they don't even need, uh, and they sort of don't even need it because it's not like people are buying tickets for that because they don't know what it is yet at this point. That's exactly right. I mean, th- this isn't Garth coming to town, right? Right. And you fill the place up. This is Husker volleyball that's driving this, and it's incredible. And, you know, and all of us have told people for years the toughest t- ticket in Lincoln every year is volleyball. You can't get into the Vanny Center, so here's a chance for people to get there. But I, I, I thought maybe forty thousand. Yeah, me too. It sounds like this. I, it just sounds like this thing is full. And and man, I would almost expect something later today from Athletics saying we're out. Sorry. Yeah. Done. Like, do, do you think or expect that they're holding? I mean, I know they're on the map. There was just some small sections that looked like they were holding back. But were to your awareness, were they selling the whole stadium? Is that the plan? That the whole stadium stadium is up for sale for this thing? As far as I know, yeah. And I think they've held some back for student purchases. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. I think the rest of it. We're we're talking eighty thousand, Jack, for this thing, and I, I just—it's going to be a national story. Uh, yeah, when this thing happens in August. That's what was going to be my next question for you. When you get the overhead shots of a volleyball court set up in a football stadium with it being completely full, I was—I mean, that was going to be my next question. It was just what kind of a national impact? There's going to be a lot of interest for this nationally. Just the visual of that, isn't there? Has to. Yeah. How many how many women's sporting events 
have drawn 80,000 fans. I mean, yeah, maybe I a World Cup, World Cup soccer. Probably. Maybe. And, that's a great question. That's, that's probably it. I mean, I guess you could, you could call the Olympics track and field venue. That would probably approach 80,000, but that's never usually women alone. It's mm-hmm. a combination men and women in the track. You had ninety thousand so, in the uh, in the Rose Bowl in ninety nine for, for the World for, Cup. for the World for Cup that ninety nine World Cup, Cup game, yeah. maybe the most famous United right. States women's sporting event in history. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, <laughs> and this might be number two. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy when it's crazy when you put it like that. Caleb and I were planning ahead, and uh, you know, just in case Wisconsin somehow comes back, I've got the top five biggest crowds back. ever for women's sports. Okay, events. what are they? Let, let, go ahead. Number one is that '99 World Cup. Number two is Australia India in a cricket match yeah. in 2020. That was eighty six thousand. Okay, eighty thousand saw U.S. Japan Women's World Cup in 2012. Where was that? That was, was that, uh, that, that was in England. That was in England. That okay. was at Wembley. Um, then England Germany Women's World Cup back in 2019. And how many were at that? That was seventy seven thousand. Okay. And then you go down to sixty thousand for the next so, one after that. You're Greg. You're in. Your potential to be top four all time in the yep. world. Top two all time in the United States. Yep. Uh, Which I, just cr- isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, if they get to eight, I mean, if they get to eighty or somewhere near eighty, that's what it would be. It would be in the top five worldwide biggest women's sporting event attendances of all time, <laughs> and only behind the that World Cup game, the uh, right, the Brandy Chastain game, right mm-hmm. when she made the the goal in the shootout, which is boy, that's something. Um, yeah, it, next time they do this, they're going to have to look at like the uh, the Indianapolis Speedway. They can get a quarter of a million there, so <laughs> may, yeah. maybe that's the yeah. uh, that's the next step with this whole thing. So anyway, we'll wait. We'll wait to hear from the university today and maybe get a little bit more information on exactly what's happening. Um, uh, just real quick, Greg, I I um, my daughter reminded me every day this week to get these tickets, and so I remembered I had uh, to to get them, and I was online, and I had an okay experience. I know some people had to got slowed down. But I could only get tickets in the North Stadium, and I at the time I was like, yeah, I'd rather be in the East Stadium. You know, I'd rather kind of be on the side or maybe in the shade in the West Stadium. Anyway, I got the ones that I could get, which were like row 35 in the North Stadium. I just looked on StubHub, and... And if the if the market is right on StubHub, I could I could make like a five hundred percent profit on those tickets right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. It is crazy. Uh man, Nebraska baseball last night, Craig. I just uh, holy cow! This this team this team is. I looked up the Big Ten statistics, and we've talked about this before, but. It, the stats say this team should be really good in the conference. They're in the top two in batting average, in slugging, in top uh, top five in on base percentage, top two in homers, um, in ERA. They're in the top three. They're in all like all of these stats. They're they're up there on paper. It just it hasn't been translating recently. What's the deal? I know it's a more complex question, probably for both either me or you. But it's just I keep expecting them to blow up like it looks like they should, and right. it's and and they're going the other direction right now. It's baffling. I said at the end of the broadcast last night, I don't know where this season is headed, and we still have half the conference schedule to play. We played twelve of the twenty-four, so you still have a lot of baseball left. But I don't know where they are right now. Offensively, they've slowed down, which you kind of felt like that would happen. And now you've got Emmett Olsen all of a sudden struggling on Fridays. He's had back-to-back really ineffective starts. 
And he was so solid for the first two months, and now he's backed off. Jace Kaminska's had some arm issues. They sat him down for the Northwestern Series. He did give it a go at Iowa. didn't last very long in that game. So I, I, don't, I don't know where it's headed. And it's really baffling because you're right. You look statistically at a lot of the analytics, and I know a lot of people who are baseball followers and lovers love the analytics. Well, this, this team goes way against that because analytically this is one of the better teams in the conference, and they're not playing like that right now at all. So I, don't, I just don't know where they are mentally going into this weekend series for the Gophers. Uh, so I think it's it's a gut check time for this 2023 Husker edition because they have baffled me by their inconsistencies, particularly the last couple of weeks. And a, a bunch of it, I mean, how much of it is comes down to hitting opportunistic hitting, right? Getting When you've got guys on base and actually coming through in those situations for the last several games at least. A lot of it is. I mean, I think that's kind of baseball. Yeah. When you're going well, you get the big hit when you need it, or you, or the other team makes the big mistake when you could use some help, and then the reverse happens. All of a sudden, you're the one booting the ball that keeps an inning alive, and you can't get the third out of the inning. So I think it's kind of baseball, right, that it happens that way. And right now, the Huskers are in a bit of a funk. Now, yeah, there's still a little bit of time left to turn this thing, and I think if this team could get to Omaha yeah. in a month, they could be dangerous up there with all the big crowds that would show up to root them on. But you better get there, and you better try to get as good a seat as you can in this thing. Yeah, and you better have a little confidence behind you going into that tournament. And right now, a lot of that's not working their way. Yeah, you, I mean, you said exactly what I I said on on this show yesterday, and I, I said on Twitter is I I think at least for me as somebody who really wants to see them succeed, my hope right now the the best case scenario is you make you make the tournament, you get in the tournament. I mean, it's just so disappointing when that whole thing is going on in Omaha, and Nebraska's not there, and you you hopefully things can come together look like they should have been in front of a partisan crowd and with legitimately warm weather i don't know if that make a difference or not but you're gonna have those two things maybe changing things up a little bit maybe that's just the ticket that they need but that's really what the 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 best case scenario looks like now is making a run in that getting the tournament and making a run in that tournament and Nebraska's do. They haven't won a conference tournament since 05. Yeah. They've played for, since we joined the Big Ten, they've been in the, the, the championship game three different times and have yet to win it. So they're really due to do that. And with it being in your backyard in Omaha, you think at some point in time that would fall in your, in your lap a little bit. But yeah. long way to go between now and then. And so now you just hope they can kind of get this thing, the switch flipped and become more of the team we kind of feel like they can be and just looking at all the different numbers. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, even I know Anderson and Matthews, they've been, they've both been having, you know, kind of historic years that somebody said to me, well, may, is it that no one around him is hitting? But I looked at the numbers and it's like, man, Swanson's got 10 homers. He's got an OPS yep. over one. Burnham's got re- really solid numbers as well. He's at the 900s for OPS. He's 324 batting. You probably have. You know, you probably have five, maybe six guys with like way above average batting numbers for the conference and where Nebraska has been. Um, and so it's not even just, it's just those two, at least from the batting side. And, and you, it feels like it's all going to come together and they're going to explode offensively at some point. And, and poor Max Anderson, he is hitting the ball so yeah. hard right now. I think in the last two games, the Omaha game Tuesday and last night's game, he made outs on five balls that he hit over 100 miles an hour. That's hard to do. You hit the ball that hard, usually good things happen to you. Right now, he's hitting deep flies that are caught or lining out to second baseman. 
he is really frustrated. But man, all you can do is hit the ball hard and hope yeah. that it uh, finds green space. What uh, I want to get, I want to ask a couple of football questions, but real quick with Minnesota coming in this weekend, I, I I don't quite know where they are this year at this point. I remember looking at the standings during the non-conference portion of the season, and they were like over. They had a terrible start to the season. It looked like uh, it looks like things have improved, mitigated at least somewhat there. What what's uh, Minnesota like this year? Yeah, they've really struggled. They, they, they've got a little bit of pitching that will keep them in the series games, but this should be a series that Nebraska wins. Uh, now, sweeping's hard to do, but it should be a series where Nebraska gets two out of three. Yeah, and, and three would be great because Nebraska went in last week into Iowa City, as, as uh, you very well know, and we talked about it, first place in the conference. They now find themselves tied for fifth in a four-way tie for fifth. That would actually put them potentially with tiebreakers at seventh, and that's one spot that, you know, eight teams make the tournament. Here at this right. point, but it's still like a really it's a it's a thin margin of error, Greg, because like you go if you swept this weekend and you got yourself to 10 and five, there's a shot. You're back in second place in the conference after this whole thing is over. That, that's just crazy. Yeah, that's, that's how tightly packed everybody is. So you have one good weekend. You can jump up. You have a bad weekend like last weekend was you dropped from. From first to fifth, so yeah, yeah, big weekend. Hopefully the weather's good, and hopefully we have good crowds. Out That's there. right. You go, you you sweep. You could be in second, maybe in first place. You lose two right. of three. You could be really on the line of being out of that tournament at this point. So it'll be a big, it'll be a big weekend for Husker baseball. Um, I'm kind of curious on some of your reactions to the transfer portal news uh, out of Nebraska football. I think the ones that are most talked about were Logan Smothers and and Win along the defensive line. Um, how surprised were you, just kind of at the overall list so far from the transfer? Portal. The the only one that that caught my attention was Win. I mean that one because I still feel like Nebraska is short, maybe a big body or two up front defensively, and he he had a pretty good spring by all accounts. And with the practices that I viewed, I thought he was one of the better players they had up front. So that one stings a little bit. The others, no. Uh, and again, Nebraska Jack still over the limit, so they're not done. There's going to be a couple more moves I think yeah. to be made in the next couple of days. But everything else you kind of get. We knew the defensive backfield room was overstocked, though they needed a couple guys. So Braxton Clark has departed that. And we all knew that they had way too many quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And so we had a feeling that would happen. I still think I'm keeping an eye on the running back room. And I also still think in in some of the kickers that that could be a thing. Timmy Blakerow did not have a very good spring. Missed a couple of kicks in the game. You've got Tristan Alvano coming in from Omaha West Side. I think he's maybe the guy they think can be their kicker. So I, I still think that there's there's going to be some news dropping today and tomorrow for football. But up to this point, the only one that kind of raises some concern to me was when departing that defensive line room. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, r- real quick, uh, spring game reaction. God, well, that was just, that seems like a long time ago. It was just a few days yeah. ago now. Um, I- I'm curious, though, your, your impression of Jeff Sims and his uh, chance at uh, playing quarterback with this team in this system uh, live with a Nebraska uniform on. Oh, I, I thought he was a huge bright spot. I thought he played really well, very accurate in the passing game. I think you saw enough of him running the football to realize that he can be a threat in that phase of the game. Clearly leaves spring as the number one guy. Now Casey Thompson will will be in the running when they get going in August again. But I think Sims had a really good spring. And I think people saw this, a really athletic guy that has started at Georgia Tech. So he started at Power 5 levels. And the coaches seemed to like Jeff a lot. So I, I thought he was a real bright spot in the game on Saturday. There were there were some bright spots. Obviously the turnovers, you, you hate to see that. But I think there was 
enough in there that you felt like, okay, yeah, they've got work to do, but this can be a quality football team come the fall. Uh, and then real quick, one basketball question. Uh, I, I was bummed with the Hunter Salas news. I was very excited about that possibility, but he's not coming. But what do you make of Kese and the decision to kind of go through the NBA process now, obviously, with the opportunity to come back? Do you think that bodes well for him coming back? I do. Yeah, I really do. I, that, that, to me, that's great news. One, go go see what the scouts think of you what you need to work on. But most of the time when guys do that, they end up coming back. And so this was great. because I, I, well, I was, I've been worried, Jack, the last 30, 45 days, is he going to sign a pro contract in Japan and go back home? Because I know that there's some big money waiting for him in some of their leagues back there. So the fact that that hasn't come up, I, I find that as a good sign. But you're right. they got to go find a point guard. And I know the staff's working hard. They've they've kind of swung and missed on a couple guys, but there's still some out there in the portal for them to go get. Uh, so stay tuned. I think there's yeah. still some more news coming down the pike for Husker Hoops. Yeah. Well, if you had told me at the end of the season, you know, I don't know what they'll do in the transfer portal, but Kase is going to be back, I would have been thrilled. So yeah. uh, I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll focus on that for the time being. All right. Hey, great, great info on everything, Greg. I really appreciate it. Look forward to uh, talking to you again next week and uh, be listening to you this week on the call against Minnesota. All right. I expect some Uncle Cracker bumper music. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it, Greg. Thank you. There's Greg Sharp. Voice of the Oscars. <laughs> Throw in Uncle Cracker there. That's going to be hilarious if it's Uncle Cracker. I'm going to lose my mind. That's about, like, honestly, like, oh, you knew, and then you just went and... Honestly, though, that is the about exact star level I'm expecting. Uncle Cra- Who is on Uncle Cracker's celebrity plane? That's That's the world of artists that we're talking about, I think. Follow me, everything is all right. Da, 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 da. All right, that's one of the songs. Eight for five, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. You know, Uncle Cracker was a very specific artist to bring up there. It was almost too specific. It was almost too specific. Too um, specific. Last time I heard Uncle Cracker was off of a jukebox at the Loop City Bowling Alley. Will anyone tell us tomorrow that the first album they ever bought was an Uncle Cracker album? We'll see. I don't know. Tomorrow's Request Line Friday. Tomorrow's Request Line Friday, and we are asking you to think back to the first album you ever bought for yourself and to request a song from that, or if your memory is blurred and you just remember some early ones, just just pick one, any of that. Is, we're not going to go back and do a fact check on this thing. But yeah, whatever that was, even if it's embarrassing, okay, that's the key. Don't try and make yourself sound cooler than you really were when you were 12 or 14 oh, no. or 10. I know exactly the CD I bought. It's You, you have to embrace, I am going to embrace the embarrassment of the, the music I was into circa 1989 and you should do the same and put that request in right now with your name on it to the Rickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400 and then be listening tomorrow not only of course to hear the music party leading you into the weekend but also to hear the keyword that could win you some free pizza, pasta, hoagies, whatever you want from Da Vinci's as they join us for Request Line Friday in April to celebrate their 45th anniversary. We're going to select one of the people who texts in that keyword during the show tomorrow for a gift certificate. So be listening throughout the show. We'll be giving out that keyword, playing tunes, and getting you ready for the weekend. Whew. Should be fun. Good show today. That's fun. I, I, Had a good time. I've seen the requests. 
Yeah, so I, far. Uh, I I want I want them to be a surprise generally. So guys, it's gonna be bonkers again. Gonna be bonkers. You heard it here, here first. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it's nine o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.